podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett and with me to go through the our 4-1 shellacking at the hands of Napoli. Um, I have the full cast, I have the full A-team with me. Uh, first of all, I've got our resident video analyst and pressing data collection guru, Mr Daniel Rhodes. Good evening, Rhodesy. Good evening. I was hoping we wouldn't get the word shellacking in a in the context well, of, the defeat, this of a defeat this season, but this was about this, about this as big was, a shellacking yes. as we've ever had under clock. Yeah, awful. Yeah, shock. That's absolute shellacking. Um, I was trying to think what where I'd, I would escalate after that word. Actually, to be honest, Rhodesy, I don't know what would come next. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bournemouth have got a, a, an equivalent shellacking, but I think this was worse. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we do have our sports science dynamic duo. First of all, I've got our most qualified sports scientist, head of data science at Middlesex University, Dr. Phil Barter. How are you doing? Phil. You all right? I'd probably go with embarrassing rather than shellacking. Mm. Mm. Yeah. As yeah. in, you know, shellacking is like you know, getting beat at City 5-0, wasn't it? Or for whatever it was. Well, it's, just, it's, just an, it's just a comprehensive, comprehensive thrashing. Embarrass, embarrassment, yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, what's below? Om, omni, omni shambles. Oh, that's good. I like that. Omni shambles. Omni shambles. Yeah, um, I, I think I got that from um, uh, when one one time when the many times when we lost five nil in the Ashes in Australia, and, and their headline was Pomni shambles, which I thought was quite nice. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. And finally, I do have our our most practiced sports scientist. He's had more football clubs. And he's had more clubs than Tiger Woods. It's Mr. Simon Brundish. Even Si. Hey, boys. How you doing? Good. The Yankees are winning. Excellent. How are the Jets getting on? Absolutely omni-shambles. <laughs> omni-shambles. <laughs> but like, that's, that's, like, that's like every Jet season, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like... They're like what happened to the NFL supposed to having create an equilibrium and then the bad teams then at some point become quite good again? Why do the Jets book this trend? There are two teams it happens to. Uh, they're awful. We had three years where we made the playoffs like 15 years ago. And then for the last, I think, 11 years, nowhere close. Just absolutely hammered all the time. Injury, 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 injury. It's like watching Liverpool. Oh, brutal. <laughs> right. <laughs> But we do have to talk about Napoli 4, Liverpool 1. Um, uh, yeah, so we've got the full... We can focus fully. We've got no other match to talk about, Rosie. We can just focus fully on this one. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I wish it was a double header and we're coming into it. 
doing the lead. <laughs> right, right. But let me, that, to further ado, then, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about those lineups and game plans. And Bart's are going to come to you in a minute for Napoli. But Sai, um, let's talk about Liverpool. Lineup and game plan. That's it. We're at about as good as we could possibly get, I think, for this game. Apart from there was the conversation around um, uh, Milner, or do we do we bring in one of the uh, the returning subs, or do we start the new boy? Um, and he went Milner, and yeah, I don't necessarily, I can't say I understand how and why, given supposedly some of the subs we've had this season that have, have occurred through form. Um, Milner has been uh, the other type of shambles this season. What's a repeated shambles instead of a, a one-time? <laughs> well, think about that. Is that not insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, there's definitely, but but yeah, it, it's that uh, he's in there for leadership or his legs or whatever. But um, it looked like he was going to be the weak link. We're starting games with a weak link that's easy to to play through and target, and he very much fulfilled everybody's fears. I was kind of excited to see the front three, though. Didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out, um, but. Napoli. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we're, you're still kind of doing the opposition analysis, aren't you, and stuff previews. Maybe not. You're doing your big previews pods into the into the UP group yet. But um, based on what you looked into about Napoli, what is this? Was this what you were expecting from them? Yeah, they they won at the weekend. They beat uh, Lazio. I think it was two ones. They and they they got their form is very good in Syria at the moment. Um, they changed out their left back for Oliveira, came out left back, so Mary Ruth dropped out. This is really going to test your pronunciation skills. It this is, one, I, I know. I'm, 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 that's why I'm coming to you on this. So tell I'm me about that left back. the pressing collection. Uh, is, is it? Is it Policio? Policio? Politano. That's the oh, right winger. Tell me about the left winger, please, Bart. Uh, the left winger. No, they only changed out. The, they took, dropped out the nine and brought oh, eleven in. I say, like, Farrat Skellia. Farrat Skellia. No, I'm not having any of that for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they yeah. dropped out their eleven from the last game and brought in um, Poli- well, the other guy, Politario. So two changes for for Lazio. Interestingly, they rotated the midfield. Um, 99 for them, which is... Anguissa. Anguissa normally plays the six on his own with 20 and 68, the other two lads, uh, in a sort of a advanced eights. But for this game, they rotated round and played the uh, 68, who is yeah. uh, Lobokov. Lobokov, yeah, he was pretty tidy, I thought. Yeah. So they played a double pivot with one yeah. in front, um, yeah. which was an interesting, which sort of led, led into their game plan, which you alluded to earlier. Yeah. I mean, Zielinski used to be an eight, I thought, but no, he was very much a ten in this game, wasn't he? And yeah, and then and then and they had a, a Simeon up front, and he was he was tasty, wasn't he? He was. He tasty. was very good. Uh, I think you guys. I mean, you scouted him for the committee pods. I mean, he did, but he was like, the, I think the I think the Mo said he was something like eighty-two million or something. Or Eighty million, oh, is ridiculous. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he was, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's a good player. And and and, and the pre-match hype was all about. Kvarit Skellia, um, mm. um, or, or Kvaradon, apparently he's been called this season in Serie A. Mm. Um, and he, he was, he didn't, it failed to say, he, he lived up to it, didn't he? Oh, he but, did. I mean, um, we'll come on to the goals as a go, but there's a couple of moments of sheer brilliance where 
I know we weren't playing well, but he he literally dinks over our players and and skins them for fun. He, he's ball control in tight in tight areas and ability to do it at pace. I thought was was exceptional. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he was outstanding. But I, th- I think he was like on like eight million quid from somewhere in Kazakhstan or something. I think. Yeah, but, but this yeah. is this is Syria, right? They don't have a lot of money, do they? It's no. like they do have to go and find these players. Like Salinsky was only twelve million or so when he went there. I mean, yeah. we were linked with him as well at the same time, weren't we? So it, it's yeah. sort of, it's it's a collection of players, steady. Um, they all kind of know their roles and jobs and they get on and do it. And, and the guy out front, I was really impressed with him for the time he had. He clearly got injured. You know, I don't think he was properly fully fit. They were discussing whether he was actually going to play on at the start. So, yeah, but no, the yeah the uh, the left winger was yeah, it was phenomenal to watch. If you can sit there and watch an opposition player play football while you're getting a shellacking, it is probably one to, <laughs> it, it was probably one to look at, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right. Uh, now, Rosie, um, before we go into the gory details, let's take that overall match summary. Yes. Um, <clears throat> arguably the worst one we've had. I know we possibly had a worse one against Man City and, in a COVID season or something, or maybe that Spurs that Spurs four one, but I don't think it compares quite as bad to this one. Um, on the the shallow stats, the shots, the shots in the box, shots on target, quite even eighteen to fifteen to Napoli, fourteen to eleven shots in the box to Napoli, nine shots on target to seven. Um, but I don't think we'll ever see this again. We conceded nine big chances. Um, two of those were pens, the non penalty XG without obviously the pens is 3.1 to 1.2, but that'll be 4.6. Um, if you do include the two pens, one of which, of course, they missed. Um, the shot quality for them was um, 17% per shot over 18 Ridiculous. shots, which is excellent. As we had again one big chance out of 15, another problem. We're now this season. It gets worse. This season, we are now at a minus big chance difference. Um, two are we really? 2.43 big chances to 2.86. Obviously, nine's a big difference, but to be minus 0.43 is a big chance difference. Um, I don't. We haven't ever been like that on the cop over a period of uh, seven games. Um, lots to worry about. The, the non-penalty XG uh, difference is now only 0.76. That's on its way down and it's just the shot quality down we're having 19 shots we're having 15 shots in the box every game it's that's okay that's decent but we we've had one big chance in about four games out of seven mm. um our shot quality apart from two games is at 0.07 we've had one at 20 and one at 19 so yeah what, what did he say it was in this game it in this game for us it was 0.08 which is about oh our record for the season. Yeah. Um, and yeah. The, the I mean, it's just a shame we haven't got the, um, we haven't got the data about um, opposition bodies, you know, because well, I think it's the story of the season personally is that, you know, it's just about opposition teams defending deep and they've always got bodies yeah. there, which helps them block these shots and stuff. Where, and yeah. Um, but it's yeah, much I, harder I, to create big chances when yeah. you've, got to break, you've got to play through six, seven, eight players, sometimes yeah. 10. It's a shame we don't have access to that kind of numbers, but there you go. Yeah. Right. Anything it, else, um, Rosie? Before what? What about the touches in the box? Was that another one that favoured us? No, I couldn't. I couldn't access that unless anybody else could. Um, I couldn't find it on Football Bar. So for Scott. Yeah, I got it. Go on, Did then. you get it? 
Uh, let me get it up because this is not my page. I usually just listen to you. Uh, <laughs> is, let me zoom down to this game. We had 45 touches in the box. Again? Yeah, it's a good number. It is a good number, but what does it mean when you're slow, ponderous? And, yeah, yeah, standing uh, in the box. Yeah, it's not it's not a rapid movement. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally, you have a brilliant bit of Diaz. As touch cuts inside and his shot happens to not touch anybody. But, you know, most of the time, if you're shooting into into people, you would just end up, you might end up with three touches in the box because the ball rebounds and then somebody else picks it up and then, you know, yeah, it's just, it's not, there. it's not good process, is it? No, it's not. I agree with you. It's, it's not. Dan, just as Tyler, we just said about sitting off. I know we don't like F briefs, uh, pressures, but. Napoli's were 47 defensive third, 45 in middle third, and only 8% in the attacking third. Mm. So that I think that suggests that they they did sit off and only engage us in the in the mid, you know, in the mid the mid third, if you like, and particularly in their own defensive third. Yeah. I mean, what what one we always have to point people to Mark, Mark our stats. Mm. Mark, it's Mark at Mark Stats Bot on Twitter yeah. because his his post match reports on the data are amazing and his the passing network he included on this one was for the first forty minutes only and Napoli's was so deep they was like six people within in their own defensive third but they had they created all this danger on the back of it and it's just it's just crazy and you, you look at the the the, 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 dis, the difference between it's like side did they did they did they know what we were going to do and just say okay, we're going to let you do this. We want you to do this. And then because when you do that, we're going to do this. Was it, Every, is it that simple? Yeah, I think everybody knows what we're going to do. Can I just point out, right, that um, the last ooh, 100 and let me just count ooh, 55. Right. So um, I, I count um, as we're talking numbers, um, the like to obviously total touches, but also defensive third touches for the opposition. And as a percentage of their overall touches, they had 58.9% of their touches were in their own defensive third, which is the most of any opposing team against us, apart from Spurs since 2019, which was 195 games ago was the last time any team has had this this volume of of um, defensive third touches, they wanted us to yeah. to, to yeah. attack them. They want they were actually actively seeking our press, our high press is what they yeah. wanted, and they got it exactly. This is a remarkable turnaround in in tactics. They want nobody wants us to press. That in in five six years, it's been the terror. It's been the thing that teams hated about us because we were horrible to play against now teams are actively seeking our supposed strength yeah because they probably see it as a weakness right because they know we're not doing it but well, it's very obviously a weakness isn't it yeah yeah that's what i'm saying so now they set up and i think Napoli did a similar setup to we've tried a lot of times a season they had they had quick runners to go with a direct ball from midfield as soon as they won it. They were leaving three high. They yeah. had, uh, There were 17 occasions in this game where their left winger was was unmarked. It's, it's, it's impossible to say without tracking data, but on, the, on uh, the TV, there were seven, I counted them, 17 occasions where he had more than 10 metres of space. Yeah. 
between a bit um, on his own without a Liverpool defender near him while they were in possession in the defensive third. So um, the fact that they didn't play him um, on, didn't play him in on 12 of those occasions, that's a, we were kind of lucky. They were, they were playing for this, dragging us in and hoping to uh, to play around us, which they did, and then slip in the ball against our high line, or really just knock the ball over the top. I, I think we get a little bit too too much into the high line thing. They were just playing straight around us and right through our midfield. Yeah, and the ball wasn't even clever. It's just a vertical ball, isn't it? It wasn't. It's not. It's not hard. Yeah, when I mean, you've got no pressure on the ball, a an elite Champions League level player can put it through to put it in the right area. They have really, they have really good on um, in on the ball midfield players in possession yeah. midfield players. Yeah, yeah. Anguissa is really press resistant. I, I, uh, you talked about him in um, uh, on a transfer pod uh, maybe two seasons ago, Dan. Yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave loves him. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. Um, and we like people don't talk about him in England because he played for Fulham or whatever. Um, but like, he's a beast. I think he was Fulham's record signing, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, such a good technical player and huge. Um, yeah, he he looked like peak peak Fab on uh, on on Wednesday night. Yeah, Fab didn't look like peak Fab. No. Right, so we are going to go and talk through um, <laughs> most of those nine big chances happened in the first half. Was it seven of them? Was he in the first half? Uh, yeah, seven in the first half, and then two in the same. Um... Yeah. So they had, they had seven in the first 47 minutes. Yeah. Or nine, sorry, in the first 47 minutes, yeah. Right. And um, we're going we're gonna to look at these in, in more detail because the, the first one was in the very first minute of the match, Si. Um, and it ends with Napoli hitting the post. Um, do you want to... So do we want to talk... Can, you just, can, we, can we all talk, too, about the situations that allowed this to happen? Um and the, and the breakdowns in, in, on, the, on, on, on each of these big chances because there's so many common themes, I think, across them all. But who wants to... Sorry, can you walk through the first goal for us? Well, I can. I'll let, I'll let the first, the, oh, sorry, the first minute chance of it. I'll let the other boys do it because I watched it after 20 minutes. So I didn't... It's, it's, not, it's good to analyse, but also you guys had the, the emotional feeling of watching it happen and I didn't. Yeah. Rosie, because you collected the pressing data then on yeah. this one at the time. So there was a pressing fail in this move, yeah? Yeah, it's all linked as well, isn't it? This is a Diaz failed press, and then what we just said then is just a float of foo ball over the top. Um, Ossiman just runs off the back of Gomez, and it goes around Allison, uh, but the angle's too tight. I'm not sure about this is a big chance, but it is an open goal, I guess, and he hits the post. Um, but yeah, came from a failed press first minute, and boy, would it continue, because what what was the five? And this it was just a constant theme. People jumping into early. I don't. I think um, Milner even tries to get to him and can't get close enough to be even considered for a failed press, and that happens twice as well. Yeah, I'm the ones that he does miss and fails on. I don't know who played the ball to um, a Simeon, but um, the, the, the Lorenzo, the right De Lorenzo, player, yeah. but, he, but he, had, he had he had the time because of the failed press. He had the time, and then a Simeon just sprung the offside running behind, didn't he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. should score. You reckon he should? Yeah. He, what he did later on, the <clears throat> other side of the goal. Yeah, I just thought maybe if he'd had, maybe if he was, uh, because he took it with his right, didn't he? The angle was, yeah, maybe. But he just yeah. maybe it was too early. I know it sounds really 45 seconds is probably too early, you know, it's probably his first real moment of the match. But considering the angle he took the second, third goal, um, yeah. that yeah, I, I thought okay, 
That's okay. interesting. So, um, Bart, talk to us about the um, move for the, the penalty, the first penalty. Did that come? Um, I think we're on the we're not on the tack, and we give the ball away on the right hand side, and then they spring down. Elio's not commit too high. Yeah, they do play around us quite well with some nice one touch landscape. One touch play, and then they're into the into the channel. We sort of recover a bit, get a bit of shape. It comes across the box. And you know, we spoke about a few pods ago about. Uh, defending being right. If you take a shot, like we're confident Ali can do this area. Yeah. Yeah. Milner doesn't seem to follow that because this is the second <laughs> or third game where he dives in front of the ball. United away as well. He dives in front of Sancho's shot and got a dummy. This, he dives in front of the ball rather than just standing and it catches him on the, on the arm and it's, it's a clear pen. You know, it's just, there's no argument about it whatsoever. But it comes from what we chatted a little bit of what we chatted last week. Uh, poor pass completion, heart of the pitch. They spring it around with some smart passing. We then get a bit of recovery, but then we're in kind of a bit of panic, not quite panic mode, but we're not set right in the middle, negative transition. They take advantage, take a shot, and uh, Milner saved it, to be fair, because it was, I think Ali might have saved it, to be fair, but it, it guns on the post, it's a penalty. So, yeah. it's unfortunately, it's a bit of a, a lot of this comes from, from me, a foul press or us giving the ball away from... It was a foul um, press, uh, Rosie, wasn't it? You, know, you yeah, get one to well, on this one as well, yeah. Yeah. So it's a fair press, and it's also from also us uh, giving the ball away needlessly with a with a with a, a non complete pass. So, yeah, there's a lot of stories high up, and then they spring that negative transition with some maybe one two passes in the middle of the park, and then they're into our into our third. Yeah. Okay. Do you know? Um, do you know? There's 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 one thing we we generally don't like this this statistic, but uh, to use this statistic, but I think it plays a role here. Fell press, yeah. Um, but when people are in negative transition, there is usually uh, an opportunity for a tackle or a foul at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you know in in the game we attempted twenty one tackles in our half and we won four. Very oh, small. And two of those were by attackers. Yeah. Uh, so Tre- three. Trent's only Trent's only win. A tackle was in the in the twenty seventh second, and and he fa- he failed in four of the attempts at tackles. But like it's not this is not just about Trent. All of the back floor four were shocking. All of the midfield were shocking. Yeah. Four of twenty one tackles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Let's talk about the second penalty, um, which is the next big chance here. No fail press involved in this one, but. Um, Yet again, carrying on from the theme of last week's show, Rosie, where we talked about con- trying to quantify Van Dyke's vulnerability or relative vulnerability this season. Um, yet another instance of it. Um, yeah, again, I think the, this, is what, this is what I was saying about Milner not get, even getting close enough. Um, once Salah goes to press higher up, Milner doesn't get close enough to be considered for one. And then Fabinho allows Anguissa to play a great through ball. Yeah, um, that's him. Just runs off the back of him. Runs off. And well, like... and, and the thing is, right? The the, the, the mo- most worrying thing. The, the, yeah, the most worrying thing for me though was that um, the way that um, in Carragher's post match analysis, when he, he talks about dropping on on the half to for this goal, Van Dyke did all of those things. He yeah. dropped slightly, and he still couldn't get up with yeah. Simeon. He still yeah. did him for pace, yeah. and that was the most worrying thing of all because he he defended it well. 
In, he, he, he defended. He gave himself the best opportunity, but he just couldn't. He just couldn't beat him. He, he couldn't, and he and he and he fouls him. <laughs> Clear foul as well. I don't think he clicks his heels, doesn't he? But I think he's he he on the top of his foot. Like, yeah, on his foot, yeah. yeah. But like Milner starts off in the right back zone, right, and he gives the ball away. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, if you look at going back a few phases, Milner's out of position. He then yeah. doesn't get back into position exactly where the ball's played through. Because Fabas, do you know what I mean? It's all a consequence of somebody not doing their job in the role. So therefore, there is a space. They play the ball through and BVD Jazzy's bit no, does do all the shot stuff he's supposed to do and still clips him when they get a penalty. But it, yeah. it's it's people not doing their job, which is what we've kind of said repeatedly. They're out yeah. of position. So it's for the rebound after the missed pen, Dan. There's another yeah. big chance to Lorenzo Skies it. 41% chance from that penalty. That's a huge chance. <laughs> nobody gets, nobody got, it's their player gets to the ball first again. Yeah. Does that go down as a second chance? Second big chance is the yeah. fourth big chance fourth, in 18 fourth, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because, oh yeah, for after Alison saves it, yeah. Um, so, Sai, I mean, you, you we had the technical problems last week and um, you couldn't, stay on the pod, but I don't know if you listened back and listened to our Van Dyke section. I did. You did. Did you have anything to add to that, that we'd missed? Do you think we did it enough justice? Because I know you think, you know, it's a, it's a really important one in our relative poor performance, isn't it? He's such a big player for us. He is. I think he's the key to all of it. I, uh, he is, he, he is the one that, um, that elicits fear and it, I, and it's, it's an intangible. It's one of those things we can't quantify, but, it's very real. One of the things you can quantify, um, we in this is leads into the next big chance. Um, and we talked about whether he um he's lost a bit of speed, um, he is not sharp on the turn. What what is it that he is doing differently? And I was worried about him losing a bit of speed, but he recovered the he, he covered the highest speed top speed, he recorded the highest top speed in this game defending the next big chance because like Bartz was saying people are out of position he was out of position for the next big chance um but he came from nowhere caught up uh, uh, ten, uh, from being 10 meters behind to getting on the line try, uh, wait you try he tried to block um the right passing lane and the ball didn't uh, ball went behind so he carried on and got onto the line and did an amazing save um, it was his one great bit of defending in this game, but that that sprint pissed me off even more. So yeah, I was going to say then. So if he achieved the highest top speed in the match, what? Why couldn't he beat a Simeon in the foot race? Was it because they were jostling as well? A little bit. It's, it's, there's a, there is timing in that when you're going together at the same uh, uh, at the same rate. So like one person's looking at the ball more than the other. The the if if you get nudged mid mid stride, it can slow down. All of those things. I've no issue with that. <clears throat> I have I have great deal of issue with um, him being caught slightly out of position and not running back as hard as he can to cover space. Mm. And that's happened repeatedly. It happened four times in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And and he showed in that moment, covering the fifth big chance, that he absolutely can if he can be asked. He yeah. should have done better on the other two. And I think I think I think there's a theme of our season is that there's a lot a lot of play lots of running back towards our own goal by a lot of players, and not very much of it is at full pelt and at full intensity. 
as you, I think you alluded to a couple of weeks ago, say. Um, okay, so let's talk about the Kravitzkelia block on the line from from Verge. But Rosie, um, you've given another failed press leading to a shot in this one, this yeah. time from Milner again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's and then the strength of Gomez who kind of gets rolled a little bit of luck here. Um but Osimania just cuts it back to Skelly who should score. Should score. But like you say, Van Dyke's covered it brilliantly. I don't think I don't think I don't think when you when you look at it when they freeze on BT when you were from Kravitz Skelly about to shoot, VVD's not actually in the shot, so <laughs> you probably you not even see him. But yeah, um but yeah, so it was um was a let off, wasn't it, Rosie? Because it could have easily been at that point three 0 before they'd actually scored their second. Three 0 the fifth big chance. <laughs> all, all of them could have been four. Yeah, it could have been yeah four because it's five hundred forty-five, two pens, yeah. and that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and then let's now. We, then we goal. do need the second goal, um, which was the source of a million internet memes. Um, um, yeah, because it was it was pretty grim. Um, it starts with our sh- first shot on target, doesn't it? We we get a, we break it on a corner, and Mo hits it on target, and they clear. Mm. So we're at field attacking. Basically, this is classic negative transition. We've actually hit the target. They break down, and second phase they clear into space. Joe gets nudged off the ball, um, and then it's just for it, it gets pulled back. And this is the the meme on on um, that's been all over the internet. Four players watch that ball be pulled back, and a one-two played with another runner, and they don't do anything. Yeah. And the guy scores. It, it, it's I, at that moment I was like, "What is going on?" And yeah. this is where I said about Robbo at the end of the season, the end of the match, talking about mates backing each other up. There's four of them didn't do that. Yeah, Joe so didn't he- do his basics, but he basically. The other four didn't help him out at all. Bart's Bart's is right. It started in in with from the negative transition after um, some oh, nice, sure. well, yeah, nice bit of play. Mm. And Trent in his new position um, faded the ball in with his uh, with his left foot. Uh, really nice through ball for Mo. The guy saved it. Uh, then we really didn't change positions. It had the guy exactly what I said. The uh, the Georgian fella on left wing uh, in as much space as he fancied. Um, and then, and it had uh, Joe picking the ball up. He had time. He could have laid it back. We, we actually don't know the position of Ali, but, and you, you also don't know what the other players have been, are saying to him either. Um, that's the other thing. So he could be being called left shoulder. And so he cuts right. Um, or he could be being told to to play it back. He could be being told to pass to Virgil. He could be being told to carry. You just don't know. Um, there is there is without a doubt some communication going on, um, and he made the wrong choice one way or the other. But it's kind of by the by, the the negative transition from our players was absolutely appalling. It could be used in a in a uh, not. In a level two FA coaching course of the worst version of this thing that uh, you're trying to get your team out of, um, Virgil was just—it made me want to puke. He is the best centre back in the world. He had one fella to mark while he was in front of him. He was marking him as soon as the ball moved um, to the side. We had a bit of bad luck with the ball b- um, bouncing around off Joe after trying to get 
uh, attack or whatever. Virgil didn't. Um, he he just let, allowed his guy behind him three meters completely unmarked, and then he made no attempt to clear the ball from the from the near post. It was shocking all round. But Trent got the most obviously um, stick from this because there are videos of him standing still watching blah, blah, blah. and um, I, you know, obviously like Dan, um, we're all big Trent fans, and often there is a, a clip. On, on the internet and also picked up by the TV pundits where a player's been lazy. Um, and often in those cases that they're, they're, they're t- completely not um, indulging the context of um, he has made four sprints up and down the pitch in the last two minutes and he just can't breathe, which is is, ve- is a very common occurrence on a football pitch. So um, I ran the tape back, tape, uh, five minutes. And in those five minutes... Trent was stood for 56 seconds. He was walking for two minutes and 54 seconds. He was only above um, a jog. So on your treadmill, if you if um, you put on your treadmill seven kilometers an hour, he was only above that for nine seconds in five minutes. Unequivocally, no excuse for him not running at all. He was pedestrian for the previous five minutes. His heart rate would have been a hundred, probably a little bit less at that point. It was no, it was appalling behaviour. So there's a lot of um, we can talk about this. That I got it later on. But let's do it now quickly. Say si. we lost the running and the sprinting again, seventh consecutive match this season. Your tweet made it onto BT Sport. In their post-match Champions yeah. League show with Jake, you really? yeah, yeah. I, I put yeah it the, and, didn't you see it? I put it, put it in the CBS chat. as well. It was on CBS as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so we lost it. We lost the running and the sprinting again. Um, so the question is, can't sprint or won't sprint, or can't run or won't run? Where do you stand, say? Well, the two instances that I've highlighted in this pod so far, um, Virgil proves that he can run, and he is choosing not to. And without a shadow of a doubt, Trent can run more than he is. Um, though he he recorded the highest total distance in this game, the total distance was a little bit more than Messi would cover in a match yeah. um, because they were also goddamn lazy. So but, one of the days of us, uh, you know, a lot of our players getting 11.5K, 12K in the game, yeah. they, they're long. In, so- in, in, in 100, in, in, um, if, you're, if you're basically... Um, uh, walking for a hundred minutes, you can do about eight and a half or nine kilometers of walking easy. Mm-hmm. And he got nine and a half kilometers, and he was walking for a lot of that time. So, the problem is, is that when we say if it's if it's more of a choice that won't run, that usually hints at very substantial dressing room issues typically that the manager has lost the dressing room and the players will no longer will no longer work for him um how how close or otherwise do you think we are to that situation say i think we've got a motivation issue for sure i don't i'm not saying if for a second that klopp's lost anything i'm saying it's really 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 hard to um to be driven at the elite level 
of psychology of of a heightened state of arousal that Liverpool have been at for six years. And I think a few of the lads are are having trouble finding that state. Okay. You mean all the lads we've just recently given multi-year new contracts to a massive pay raises? Don't don't get me wrong. I don't think for a second it has anything to do with money. I think it's a really cheap shot from Graham Souness or any of the dickheads on Sky. Like as if as if earning two hundred and fifty grand a week is is not is going to be any different to you earning 310 grand a week in how comfortable you feel about which car. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that my worry is, as a fan, is that all our worst performing players are all the ones who've just signed expen- very expensive multi-year deals and, and big pay raises. So, as they, you know, they're the, they're the ones who are the worst performers this season, other than Milner. So that's my concern. So that- your, your, concern is, your concern is that we've got lots of money tied in players that are on the downhill slope. Well... I don't know. I mean, it's seven games, but you know, we don't know if it's a trend or this is the start of a start of a decline. Who knows? But you know, maybe they can come back. But right now, I'm watching this as a fan, thinking, "Shit, these players, you know, they, they are miles off it." This, and, this know, is what this is what happens when you're on the decline. You have old players that are paid too much that, that you can't move. This is this is historically a Liverpool yeah, but we, type yeah, of but strategy. We, but yeah. I don't think one causes the other. Right, but we 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 renewed most of these deals. In summer 2021, that was that was there. That was the big summer strategy was was tying down our our very best players to new multi year deals. Trent, Fab, Robbo, VVD, um, Allison, and then Mo was the last one, wasn't he? Gomez, Hendo. Yeah, Gomez got a deal. I don't know, yeah, yeah, but Hendo, and obviously famously Hendo, yeah. Yeah. My, my my feeling is you're attaching too much value to the worth of the contract. No, only because I'm a fan concerned about the ability of the club to change direction, <laughs> you know, from this. But uh, there you go. Um, and, you know, so anyway. The stat, I think Sai said the stats there are showing that BBD can perform at a higher rate and Trent can perform at a higher rate. It's just about motivation, which to me is more pleasing. It's not great at the moment because you want your players to be motivated. But if you can find a way to re-motivate them, then they the performance level should come back up. But also, would, don't, don't, get me, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think we aren't motivated. I think there's a, no, hu- no, I'm not there's saying. a huge difference between being not motivated and losing the the ultimate the elite, elite edge. edge. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then that's what, and I'm not saying. And also, some of it, we don't know. This, I think there's something going on that maybe has taken the edge off it. You know, they all used to be happy not fighting against each other. That there is, I know that's really untangible, but we never used to see consecutive games them bailing each other out on the pitch. Yeah. So something for me is happening in the dressing room. Whether that is players getting contracts that other players don't think they should do or vice versa or what's going on, because they all talk, right? And they all have little pockets in their mates and the rest of it. That happens in clubs. Well, we were very much... A, when we're on the pitch, we're united and we do it. That is for me, that's not happening, and that could be an intangible that has just taken the edge off the motivation. That it's but not also, as fun anymore. But also, as a as a player, and we've spoke about this as a team, Dan, as a weakest link. If you if your if your weakest link is Milner and he's yeah, he's, and that could he, be, he's conceding five, he's conceding five shots or not being able to get close enough off or making a really bad attempted press high up the pitch and then leaves you all exposed. You're constantly covering for that shit. And he comes out for fuck? Why do I have to keep doing yeah. this? Game I've, just, game. I've just sprinted up the pitch and now yeah. I've got to run all the way back. 
Yeah, I, true. Actually, let's just do that now, Rosie. Let's just do that now, Rosie. When we uh, we talk about Mil- on because you mentioned Milner there, you brought him up. Um, Eleven pressing fails in sixty-three minutes from him. This yeah. this match. Um, once you factor in minute time played in a match, that is the worst single match performance ever. We've had players who made fourteen or fifteen fails in a match before, but they played the full ninety-five or ninety-seven minutes. This yeah. is Milner. Eleven fails in sixty-three minutes and three fails leading to shots. It's yeah. it's just it just that, that tells you Don't somebody big chances. <laughs> Who cannot, ha, who cannot do what is required. And also in the highest part of the pitch. So this is the highest high zone press um, we've seen, Dan, for the amount of presses in the final, in their in their defensive third, which they were doing. So it was kind of like they were passing it about, passing it about with, with some quality technique, by the way. They are a really good side in terms of keeping the ball and the press resistance. We talked about Anguisa. But then it, it gets to a space where Milner's got to be there to keep us in position to make an effective press, either in a group or just by himself. And he was making such bad decisions as well as not having the legs to be able to execute what he's trying to do. And it seems so blatantly obvious. It's like I've got in my notes here, I think it's 43 minutes, we're 3-0 down. You're thinking, just get in half-time. And he is pressing high up in their full-back position on his side of the pitch. That is absolute madness and a stupid decision. Nearly half of his presses were fair. Uh, more than more than efficiency down. Yeah. So yeah. Fab is absolutely exposed because he's got nobody. Elliot is also playing really high and wide. Yeah. yeah. So Fab is sat there where he's normally away from home in Europe. We're very used to a side kind of alluded to sometimes. We play a flat three sometimes very successfully. In this game, Fab on his own. Trying to block three party so, lanes. You, you mentioned him there, right, Elliot? Um, can you please explain to me what the Elliot role is and why, whenever we see the uh, average positions and touch maps, him and Trent are almost seem to be on top of each other. What what is what is the plan for the Elliot role in terms of in terms of the midfield structure? I mean, as we've said before, it is the idea is to get is to have right, good rotations between Trent. Elliot and Mo, right? So that they can interchange. Mo starts from out, comes in, Elliot goes out or Trent goes out and they've all got ability to cross the ball into the box. They've all got ability to find the pass. And Elliot has to be high to be involved in that triangle. The part that I don't think Elliot is doing necessarily as well is the off-ball stuff because he doesn't return to the position of in you know the right side eight back in supporting out fab so he is supposed to be higher up to get on the ball to find those thready ball ball uh, thready balls in behind and also to rotate with mo and trent if trent goes out wide that's because he's got ability to cross the ball and thread the ball that's what his evolution of the role to do if you like but as you noted and as we often say when we get two different sixes playing our right side eight is played very differently with Naby played it last season very effectively and he, well, he was more of a false nine. Yeah, so he was still in the same sort of spaces, could yeah. have rotated, but he was offering a bit more potential centrally and not as wide. Therefore, distance to travel back wasn't as much, well, right? I mean, Harvey's not going out there just of his own volition. He's maybe. not, he's told to, yeah. Yeah, so it's a choice to push him that wide rather than say, when Kate has played that role, in the, in the right eight, yeah, he's played very high and central, almost with Bobby, as you know, which makes a lot more sense from a a from a Gagan pressing perspective, and also b from a 
negative transition point of view. I just don't what why we would take a man out of the middle and like that. But but then often um, Klopp talks about players finding solutions for themselves. So it's right. It's a, I don't. I'm, I'm just hypothesising that he does often say he, he relies on a player sometimes to find solutions. Yeah. Maybe he's giving too much emphasis on Klopp to find but a he's solution only a rather teenager. than. Te- I know, and that's what I'm saying to you. Rather than saying to the teenager, "Look, you're too high and wide coming here, playing here." Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want to dig out the kid because he's been no, one not, of the better but, players this season. But it's but just the, 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 it's in, on the ball stuff, isn't yeah, it? Because it means yeah. Fab has to shift over, which means yeah. that with the problems we've got on the left, they're exposed even more. Because Fab can't cover that because he's got to come over and, and cover the yeah. space behind Elliot. So or the way I see it is when you look at his, you know, all his output for the season, um, and his um, and and his average position, every all the stats related to Harvey, he he doesn't profile like a midfielder. He profiles like an attacker. Exactly. And there's, that means that there's not enough in the midfield. But, um, Sai, any thoughts on the Elliot role to add to that? Um, I think he doesn't do an awful lot of stuff tactically. Uh, I think his timing is is out of sync with how we how we should play. I think um, his role in relation to um, Trent's is exactly why average um, touch maps and passing networks are um, flawed because they look like they're in the same position because they swap positions regularly. So right. it look, it looks like the same spot. Um, I, like you, would like him to be a third-man runner way more. I would like him to be a decoy runner way more. I would like his the stuff he does on the ball to be um, uh, more um, voluminous, let's say, um, and more frequent runs him down the side uh his interchange with Trent is too much and his interchange with Mo is too little yeah. for yeah. um how how we need to yeah for ha- for our system to work properly it, it allows Mo to just be marked um and occasionally we'll thread a pass at him and and get sometimes there's there's lovely rebound passes between the two of them because he's got really nice technique um but it's always threaded into like a really, really packed space. Um, and he should use his mobility to create space instead of just relying on the pass. He reminds me of Shakiri. Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with you. So I think he's a luxury at the moment that I don't think we can afford to have inside. Yeah, you, I remember you saying that with, with Shaq the whole time. He's not a midfielder. He's not a midfielder. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I know I know. Sai doesn't like pass match, but I put in the EPV ones that I do, and I put the first or half one in, and you can see, as Sai has said, that Elliot and, and Trent are pretty much on top of each other in terms of their, their uh, position. But after half time and up, and up to the um, the Thiago, Jota, Nunes sub, there is Elliot is slightly more inside it. They're separated out. So I don't know whether that's a slight indication that he's had a bit of a chat too. Um, but that their positioning, it's just not, I don't, I have to say this is one of the things with Klopp this season. I don't get, I don't get why he's persistent. Do, do you think there's a pos- there's a possibility here that we haven't really considered the trade-offs of doing this? That we feel well, this is a great idea because it gives us so much more on the ball. And our philosophy is always about imposing because Klopp is such an attacking coach, about imposing ourselves on the opposition. That 
maybe we haven't properly evaluated the trade-offs of it not you know what that that means I don't know if we've not evaluated them. I think there's every chance that that he is not first choice and our first choice version of this is not fit and they're going, this is the best we can do and they've not modified the stuff around it mm. to cope to cope with it. I yeah. also, I also, the more I'm around professional coaches, right? Hep is a little bit pissing me off. I wonder how much I think Klopp is more removed from the coaching of day-to-day coaching than he was when he arrived. And that's fairly standard across uh um I yeah. think it's probably even yeah. good good. Practice. Is he more is he more of a GM now than a yeah? A little bit, maybe. I think it's it's probably good practice, right? Because players can only take so much of the same messages. Yeah. But there is a thing I don't understand why that you will remember back if you if you can think back to like Italian ninety when all of a sudden England played three at the back and Mark Wright was a sweeper <laughs> yeah. and then and then the, but there was also that then it became really fashionable to play three at the back across the league with coaches that had no idea what they were doing and how to get the same thing out out of their team right it just became fashionable and I'm wondering if. I see it all the time at right across academy level, coming from first team level and and on UEFA licensed coaching courses, that coaches are doing the thing Pep does with the midfielders and they think they're really smart. And Pep is really smart because he's invented a way to get the best thing from his team, from his players. That's what he's doing. And copying that isn't the best way the best thing for your team because your team can't do that thing that Pep's Pep's fullbacks do. And he wouldn't do that if he wasn't the best thing for those specific player skill sets. And there, there is definitely a fashion of this inverted fullback thing. I feel like we've copied it and it's totally unnecessary and it's, it's fucking ruining us. Amen. Um, Final thing on the Harvey role. Um, Rosie, come to you on this one because you haven't spoken on this one. Would you be happier like me to see maybe next time Harvey plays a role, just to see him stay more central and closer to the centre forward than than pushing over and vacating the central areas? Maybe. Um, I'm not so sure. I, I, just looking at the pressing down, and this is something I noticed during the game. If you look at the efficiency of our right hand side, you've got Elliot at 87%. You've got. Um, Salah at 92%, you've got Trent at 84%. That, that's not an issue. That's high. That's good efficiency. Then mm. if you look on the left-hand side, which is where I thought they were doing a lot of the, their better build-up and then feeding the balls across or over the top of our defence, Diaz at 67%, yeah. um, Fabinho at 71 when he was covering, and then Robertson at 55 Yeah. You know, in, in this particular game, I don't think it was that right-hand side pressing. Obviously, we've got Milner at 59 as well. Yeah, so it was, it was more just so a general discussion. Game, about yeah, in general, yeah, this season, you can see, we can, th- there is something wrong there, and as Sai says, when, they, when they're not turning around. But I, then, I don't know how we accommodate him if he's central, because isn't that going to create bigger gaps on that right-hand side? Yeah, I think his issue yeah. is on the ball, and then, like Sai says, his, his positioning is a little bit naive, um, a little bit headless chicken at times. Um, but, yeah, he's, again, he's, you've got a young guy there, really young, coming into the side, and then you've got Milner on, on the left-hand side eight, 
and then you've got a kind of new guy in Diaz, and then you've got Fab covering, so he's made to look even worse, even though he's not on form as we know he is. So it's it's lots of little weaknesses constantly building up to cause yeah. even bigger weaknesses. <clears throat> Yeah, whole, like we said a few weeks system, back, there's yeah. too much change, isn't there? There's too yeah, much yeah. change being going on at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the just last one on Elliot, just on FB ref, on their defensive actions. Elliot has actually been dribbled past the most in the Liverpool team this season, even more than James Milner. So um, Harvey's been dribbled past nine times. He's, he's, he's attempted 11 tackles. He's only won two. That's in the Premier League. Uh, that's only in the yeah, Premier yeah. League, though. But yeah, uh, Milner's at uh, two out of 10, Harvey two out of 11. So he's actually the worst. Yeah. But that's 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 kind of the problem, isn't it? It's because he's in the area. You, you're asking Trent to be more advanced, yeah. and the guy in front of him is getting dribble pass, yeah, which exposes even more to negative Trent. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of yeah. you, you want and I personally, I'd take him out the side, but if we had the opportunity to. But the, this that 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 doesn't even count the times like the fourth goal where the guy that scored was his man. Who yeah. he was goal side of in yeah. their half, but just let him run straight past him into this gargantuan space because because Trent had to be cognizant of the guy who is a, a fucking genius on the left wing. Yeah, yeah. It's the non engagement, isn't it? You don't, we don't measure it. You don't measure an event that doesn't happen. We always exactly. say that off in, in defending. Yeah, and yeah, that is the stuff with Elliot. You don't. You cannot record, oh. but it goes on. So I've just I've just added in um, I've just done all comps for FB ref and uh, Fabinho's actually got the most triple pass with ten now, so he's he's a, he's, a, he's six out of sixteen and Harvey's still two out of eleven. But he has he has he has the C to mark Fabinho. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely right. Can, can we can we can we talk can we talk about how shit James Milner was? Yeah, let's do the let, let's bring the, let's do the third <laughs> we're goal. not. <laughs> let's let's do the third goal and bring that in again. So um, the Simeone goal. Do you, want to, do you want to walk us through that, say? Uh, I need to find my note on this one. I wasn't keeping up. This is where the... That, that, um, you start the soft roads. Kavaret Skellia. Flicks it past Trent with a lovely yeah. bit of skill. Ah. Um, and then kind of out-muscles Gomez, although I think Gomez is slightly unfortunate. He does just put his arm across him and badge him off. And then uh, just... Just a nice cutback. Is this the one where BBD is not marking Simeone? Yeah, but Diaz yeah. gives it away, doesn't he, on the left wing? He does. And he goes straight through midfield. Yeah. This is exactly what Sai's just spoken about. Goes past Elliot, doesn't engage. Yeah. And then he they, he doesn't help out Trent at all. Trent gets the little, the guy scoops it over him, doesn't he, and just runs at him. And they both don't get it back. And then it's awful defending in the middle. I don't know how the guy ends up being unmarked in the middle. But yeah, it, it starts an attack on the left wing. And they, they switch it straight through our midfield past one of our eights and the other eight. And yeah, it, it's it's embarrassing. Oh, this this is the mad skill from uh yeah, it's Aguisa, skill. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They preceding this, they had 19 passes and had the ball for a one minute and ten seconds. And they broke down the left uh, and we had a tackle, one of our four um actual successful tackles in their half, but they retained possession. And and quickly recycled it back through right their right back because that's basically their playmaker like ours and then pop free on the left and yeah roasted Trent who it was it was sometimes there is a bad a player not playing very well but then sometimes that bad player not playing very well is playing against the fucking hell of a player who is absolutely on fire and needs some help and when the narrative is Mo Salah doesn't track back. 
which had been for a couple of years, that would be in this game because he was getting absolutely no help. And we all know it's not Mo's fault. Mo doesn't, it's not his job to do that thing. It's the right side of eight to do that thing. Or it's the or it's Fab's job to do that thing, depending on who the midfield structure. But when the midfield has a 10, it can't be Fab's role. It has to be the right side of eight. And he was nowhere. Very often the left side of eight was nowhere too. Mm. Um, and there would be nowhere hanging out together, holding hands. Um, and, yeah, that's that. This is what happens with that. Uh, it was it was awful. We Napoli were great, but we could, we were to Napoli what Arsenal are to us. Oh, savage! Yeah, so savage. That's savage. <laughs> the, seventh, the seventh pink chance in forty four minutes. Right, that is a drop mic moment. Yeah, right. Now, after the game, Klopp said, um, well, we served the second goals, second and third goals to them on a plate. Um, and then he responds by basically hooking Gomez, bringing on Matip, um, potentially moving Harvey more centrally from basically what you look at from the from the actions that have been collected by uh, Bartz. Um, Rosie, but let's finish off the, 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 the grimness with the final two big chances here because, you know, after you can imagine they have to just go in and getting an absolute hairdryer from the manager then they come out and concede a really really bad goal more more failed presses more easy through balls more cutbacks Matic doesn't even get to block the cutback um Trent can't get close enough to Zelinkis to block him does try uh saved by Allison and then it just it just tucks it in from from nowhere to flex it over him I mean it's and it's, then, it's, you, you literally everything that was going on in the first half just carried on as soon as we changed it. Do you know, you know it's the, ele- you know the 11th big chance we've conceded this season from a corner? Yeah, because like, we were a tie out of corner. Our yeah, own yeah. corners. That's, Our own that's corner. so worrying. That's so, that, that's one of the things that was most worrying about the intensity thing, isn't it, Scythe? That it, it used to be... I, do you not remember sitting around going, like, when, when, the, when the opposition got, had yeah. a corner yeah, against yeah. us, it was like arrows. us getting a free kick. Yeah. Like, yeah. And oh my god, it's just the opposite. It's just nobody gets back. We don't protect well. And there was a period last season in the first two months where we were you, you were talking about all the time, boys, about um, uh, how we were scoring from from second phase yeah. corners. It's because we were so hot on the edge of the box, and now we are absolutely no. We're appalling. Yeah, our positioning, the speed with which we react, but then also when one person reacts, nobody's covered their space, so they just pl- get played around. It's just it's negative transition is absolutely buggering us. Yeah. Darth, didn't you put in there that he had something like five seconds on the ball before he playing it? Yeah, and I thought it was much about three actually, but there you but go. It's still that's <laughs> yeah. far too long. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. The, the lines it. up, we're we're completely wide open, and no yeah. one's gone to him with any pace. Oh, and also, I need to say, Rosie, I know you, you made a lot of highlight, um, highlighted a lot of errors there, but you also you didn't include uh, Joel Matip played a different defensive line to the other three people in yes. the line as yeah. well. I don't yeah. know, it was like fucking two meters yeah. different. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, there, it, there was two runners from deep, though, wasn't it? It's not. And the, the one yeah. I feel most sorry for is Allison because he makes a fucking good save. He well. does. And then BBD still jogging back, could have got there. That's exactly what I'm saying. But Ali saved the penalty, and and he's still got a six in this game. I think it's the most outrageous. Yeah, that's, like, that's, what, he that's must poor. be just absolutely fuming. Yeah, he did do a lot. Ali didn't do anything anything wrong for me. He, he he's literally done everything that he could have been just asked that to. One in the first minute when I think he commits too early for 
that through ball from from yeah, just send him, just send him wide, doesn't it? Yeah, it, 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 what is a, in, a, in a band of poor players, he sort of uh, he stood out a bit as being half decent. But that overly aggressive approach to coming out for a for a through ball it actually saved us uh, towards the end of the, uh, the first mm. half as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. From from what would have been a really easy pass from their right back to their left winger, and he got it like probably ten meters too far forward. When he had, he, he, you could have made the pass, and Ali was just properly on his toes and sprinting out and got it almost on the halfway line. Yeah. So so swings and roundabouts, it's, it, that's how he plays. He has to because of the function of our team. That's how it works. He's yeah. doing the thing that he's supposed to. Nobody else is. Yeah. Yeah. That was the header, wasn't it, Sorry. Yeah. You talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Now, James Milner. What was it? <laughs> James Milner. And it and it links it links into what it you've does. been talking about before about the intangibles about something going wrong in the changing room and I I, I posted on Twitter uh, the the previous worst away game in the Champions League for us was Real Madrid. Naby got got lifted two minutes before halftime, dragged off at the Bernabeu in front of the world with two minutes before halftime. At the time, I said he would never play for Liverpool again. We had this discussion. He somehow managed to redeem himself or clock to him or something. But the relationship can't possibly ever recover from that, like properly. You're never going to get that level of trust back. People are like, oh, it's Klopp's choice. He's allowed to. But these are humans. There is a level of humiliation. And that is the most you can be humiliated. And at the time, we discussed whether or not his his, um, performance deserved it. There is nothing about James Milner's performance in this game that didn't deserve at least equal to Naby's treatment. I statistically, it's not close. Naby wasn't even remotely as bad as James Milner in 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 terms of. I've done a a, a comparison in uh, in just the our sheet as uh, the from our pressing data. Mm. Get what up I, I, I first went just went through. I literally put him in the into the, uh, my match day sheet. So um, Naby Naby only had twenty five touches, but he got dragged off. He he, only, he played forty three minutes, and and Milner played um, sixty three. Um, so Milner had more touches, but Milner's passing percentage was eighty five percent, and Naby's was eighty nine percent. Uh, the pat- possession control, Milner's was minus six, Naby's was minus three, which is fairly standard for a midfielder. Um, if you remember, Mil- um, Hendo last season was was I was a bit busy shouting at him for a for a minus six, the same as Milner's, but mm. Milner's was in sixty minutes, which is just so he's on for a minus nine. Um, his ball retention, Naby's ball retention was eighty two percent, Milner's was eighty one percent. Uh, it, they like in possession. They there was nothing in Milner's favour to stay on the pitch. And then, if we look at our data or Darth's um, great work, that uh, um, Naby made um, twelve presses. No, Naby made fifteen presses in Bernabeu, and he won the ball or had a positive effect on twelve of them. And he lost possession once and lost, uh, and he had a negative, he got bypassed once. James Milner's, um, if you look at his pressing map, it's unbelievable. How much success did he have that, Darth? 
59. 59%. Efficiency. 59. So you're looking at 90% against 59. Yeah. And yeah. and one of them gets dragged off for his impact off the ball. And, and gave away a pen. Yeah. Like it's not, it's it's you can't even compare these two. One was one of the worst performances in midfield under Klopp. Yeah. And the other one was weirdly picked out of a bunch of lads who none of which were playing particularly well. And he actually did one good thing in the game. So that there is Nabi is going to have friends in that dressing room too, that are yeah. going to be aware of how unfortunate it was and what it, what it did to the relationship. That's not a good thing. These are people like it's, it, yeah, it's, it's my feeling that this is not just Nabi fans going to pick on this. People are friends. People yeah. like a meritocracy. And we we are very much not seeing the meritocracy right now. I completely agree. So that's for him to last half an hour was shocking. For him to come out after the half time was absolutely appalling. It's the stats you just showed there. And I genuinely think that's what's feeding into it. I genuinely think that's part of the reason why BBD's like, I ain't running back for that. That's that's my opinion, I know, but I just think how can you let a 36-year-old come back on the pitch with a performance like that at half time and you've humiliated one of the better midfielders who got to the club the season before or two seasons before. I just think that's a really, really poor man management. The worst I've seen Klopp in his tenure. Right. Let's move on, Rosie. Let's do a little bit on the pressing because you collected this in my <laughs> forensic detail. That must have been fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one I've ever collected. You think You think so? Oh, not even close that first 50 minutes. Right. And then even the last 40 was because they're just... But even then, you, you, collected, right, you, yeah. you, you collected Man City at home last season and Man United away this season. Yeah, you saying this was worse? Absolutely worse. Okay. What was even more frustrating was Thiago came on and did, I thought, brilliantly. <laughs> just a different level. Yeah. Pressing. Um, yeah, 13 successes out of 14 in such a small amount of time. Yeah. Um, yes, Dan, it was... <clears throat> it, there was okay. There was more intensity in this one than I've seen, but there's a difference between having more intensity off the ball and the absolute shit show of not um, being in the right position, not backing up as groups. Not um, there were chains, but the efficiency was bad. Thirteen percent percentage in groups. Um, five yeah. shots conceded from failed presses, the highest uh, maximum chain of only four. Yeah. Virtually nothing created. Um, point no, no. This is, and this has been the this has been it all season. We are yeah. creating and, nothing from pressing. Yeah, and this is this is very similar to the start of last season, the September October last season, where our production from the press was minimal, yeah. and what we conceded from the press, trying to be in play that normal way, it was too much, and that the the, the cost benefit. Just does not stack up, and we're 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 at the same point again here as we were yeah. in uh, October, twenty twenty one. Um, and I got I got some stuff on this in a minute, but um, yeah, just wanted to just say though on the intensity thing, you know, we we got the normal Papa chart and we got the the, the heat maps and stuff. And on hey, Rosie, if you didn't if you if you didn't watch the game, you just looked at the data on the on the image and the visualization. You think, mm-hmm. well, that looks that looks okay on the face, but that looks pretty good, doesn't it? 
That's that's the importance of um, digging a bit deeper sometimes on yeah. the first bit. Yeah, it does. It's a high volume. It's all in their final third. But it's something that side touches about all the time. It's the opportunity. And yeah. and Napoli just came out in this game and said, come on then, come at us. Come at us yeah. high. Because we're yeah. going to just pass it around you. We're going to make you commit. We're going to play through ball after through ball after through ball. Yeah, we're going to find the weak link. chance and, um, big yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah, find exactly the weak what they did. Yeah, exactly. With clinical efficiency for 45 so, minutes. So we were ultra aggressive, I would say, in this half. 49% of all the pressing was in the Napoli third. That is very, very aggressive. Uh, even by our even when remember this is comparing to all other Liverpool matches. So that's that's bad. Um the um we had three shots from pressing, all low value, including the Diaz goal. So 0.13, that tells you something as well about the the, the type, the opportunities that we were getting. Um, but the, the 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 main things to, to the, the red flags on the dashboard are the pressing efficiency is really bad and we conceded five shots from pressing. So we had a net minus two on shots, Rhodesy, right? And that's even before you even consider the expected value of those shots. So and, even on, and also before you even consider, there was some times where Milner wasn't even getting close enough for me to call it a failed press, but he was trying to. Yeah, but he was still out of position. Yeah, yeah. And then you've and you've got players. And this is what we're talking about with Napoli. You've got Anguissa, um, sixty-five percent target efficiency. That's, you've got that's, that's at really seventy-nine. Good. That's really Lorenzo. They're right back at sixty-three. Um, yeah. That Maradona at sixty-eight. Maradona. I mean, yeah. yeah. Simeone when he came on, only fifty. 50% of the pressers we had have pushed him back on one. So the what you're saying is that they had, they had, they have got some good press resistant players as well. But even no, they've even got so. good resistant players, but we made them look really good at being press resistant by not pressing in groups. By pressing yeah. if you press on your own when there's a load of space and two of their men have pulled off into more space, it's so easy for them to either dribble past you, which we've talked about with some of our players, or knock it straight past you, just curl it around you. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so much space in the side. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think the biggest story though is 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 the fails, pressing fails. So we had um the most pressing fails we've had in a game. The record was set against Man City at Anfield last season was 69. Um, but that was the most since 2017-18. Um so this 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 is the level of pressing fails in this match um, that, that we saw. Now there was Rosie. I got two matches for you that were very, very similar to this one in terms of fails and efficiency. Mm. So, first of all, we got the, the the group stage game at Paris Saint Germain in 2018 19. Yes, remember that? Uh, yeah, we had a 76% efficiency with 43 failures. And the Barcelona semi final first leg in the new camp where we had a 76% efficiency and 46 pressing fails. Which and passes both- the eye test. Yeah, and both those games were heavy defeats, weren't it? It was three 0 to Barcelona and three yeah. was it was it two, two three what three nil three one to maybe three one to PSG. Yeah, so they were heavy defeats as well. So they, they, this this game did profile quite like them. Um, so as we've already said, um, if you look at the if you look at the the, the trade off again between possession wins and 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 what's conceded. So Milner had eleven fails. In 63 minutes, the most high-value presses on from any of our players was Harvey Elliott with just six. Yeah. So you know that that's a massive difference there. The, the, the trade-offs that do not stack up in our favour in any way in any single area in this match. Um, and the, the way I would the way I would say is that we we you know you look at those vids right, look at what we tried to do right. We really really tried to do 
get the old get the band back together and do the thing again that we used to do that we were fame that we became famous for and we really tried but we just couldn't execute it we just couldn't hit the right notes and we just couldn't there, there was it was like everybody thought knew what they had to do but none of them could actually do it together um, so the way i'd say it is that it's imagine if you got a ticket to you go to see the Beatles in concert and then you get there in, inside the stadium and then actually it's the bootleg Beatles. <laughs> it was, this is this is what it is. This is Liverpool. It's an imitation, syndrome. complete yeah. imitation, yeah. Yeah, in, this is Liverpool, LFC imposter syndrome, this. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway, the debate we have to have, right, and I think we've already started it, is, okay, we can slag off Milner all we want, objectively as well as, you know, subjectively. Um, how much... Does simply taking the weakest link of the team out improve a lot of the things that went wrong? Side. Go on, but no, Bart, you were going to come in. Bart, go on. I was just going to say, I, I think it's. I think we've touched on a couple of intangibles. So let's just stick to the tangibles. As Rosie said in the past two games, his ability to actually get to the ball to make the press to even be recorded as a failed press is lacking. So I think if you take him out and you put someone who could physically do what we need to do, you might, I think you can expect a performance improvement. I also think that taking out a 19-year-old kid on the right and putting in a more stable shape would allow us to have some stability in the middle of the park and allow us to stop the negative transitions as much readily as they are happening. And even if we just go through a period of the old Brexit midfield, whatever you want to call it, the just being stable, not allowing the passing to go through our midfield, not being caught on negative transition, uh, which was still a give us a foothold if you play Thiago. I mean, I chucked in the map uh, the last from when the both subs were coming on, Arthur and Thiago, and the lines to the front players are more direct than they were the rest of the game. The rest of the game, the linkage with the front is either out wide or non-existent. I mean, um, Nunes, I think it takes to the final little bit to actually get a connection of four plus between another player. So I think that shows you that if you have, particularly Thiago, I thought, was in the the right high on the ball, looking to play penetrative passes into the box. And we did. And size point earlier on is right, though. You've got to have movement in the box to make use of those touches. But you've also got to have the player to find the pass. And I think if you can... Take both eights out and put, if Thiago's fit to be one of those, and if Arthur's the man, whatever else. And it provides stability in the middle to block the passing lanes, allow us to get more direct passing into the front players. I think we would see a turnaround in performance because at least they'll be able to complete the physical that we need. The intangibles might help as well because you wouldn't see said player in their annoying players behind him. Um, Sorry. What's the question? <laughs> um, if we take out the weakest link, how much improves, you know, addition by subtraction and all that, just by removing the weakest link, and how much is more? I think um, I think in this in this game than that. in this game you're talking about one weakest link, aren't you? But we're having we're changing which is the weakest link regularly, and we've always got a very we seem to have a very very obvious weak link in in a lot of our games this season. Um, taking Milner out, replacing him with Thiago, like that is. You're replacing an old dude and replacing him with the best midfielder in the world. It's going to be 
exponentially better. Um, his possession control in in 30 minutes was seven better. That's massive. He doesn't lose possession when we don't have control. He doesn't cause the negative transition in the first place. If he does, he goes and gets it back straight away. Um, he's the best tech tackler in the team. He's the best actually better at, than Fab intercepting the ball. He is the best passer in the club. Um, both feet. He he controls the tempo so that we we force where it enables our physicality to to be imposed on the opposition because the back door is already closed. Um, playing him instead of anybody is making us better. That's the bottom line. If we can sort other stuff out around that, I said all along that that Harvey can't play in the same team as Bobby. That's a problem. I don't think Harvey is that much. Uh, Harvey's problem goes down if he's playing in the same team as Darwin because we don't need him to get beyond um, the back line. He has got more space in midfield. When Bobby's playing, they're on the same, they're on each other's toes at the same time as Trent is flooding in there as well, which is driving me crazy. But Darwin gives a different target for Trent. Trent sees him and wants to ping balls to him early. So he's not, he's not going and condensing the, the middle of the pitch. Um, so we can get used to when we're in attack, we f- we fan out. When we've lost the ball, we compress. It's it's how we've played since the since the beginning of the Klopp evolution, and we're doing it in reverse. We're playing really narrow when we've got possession, and we're spreading out when we haven't, and it it allows big gaps against us. Tiago is. Uh, a big antidote to that and uh, it's about partnerships and I, I, I'm I'm less worried about us having an awful season than lots but I am very worried about us going on a huge run that can push us towards a title um quick one on um on options then on for options on how to fix other than Thiago um uh I heard Jones has had a relapse is that right so yeah yeah, so he's 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 going to be out for another five weeks probably. Okay, is this is this um, growing pains? What is this? Um, kind of. Yeah, it's a it's it's an old atypical football. It's an old typical footballer's injury, but it's from it, usually when you're 15, 16, 17. Um, it's not usually when you're twenty two. Right. So it's it's a little unfortunate. Stevie had it, but yeah. it, it, he had it a little bit earlier, and hopefully he can get over it and and he can be a controller that's the bottom line he's he we yeah. have no control and he can do it so um other options to fix Naby Keita um left out the Champions League squad um called up by Guinea uh what's going on Naby's not playing for us Ar- let's stop talking about him Arthur's the guy uh, Naby's never playing for us again so even so so you you think there's a serious chance that Keita actually plays for Guinea yeah Right, so hang on. Are you saying that he has to move, we denied him a move, and now we're not going to play him? Are you are you seriously suggesting that is, is what's happening here? And you know the rumours as best as I do. He got yeah, offered but, a contract well, no, that was... We're, we're professionals. The, everybody involved should be professional. As they get paid a huge amount of money to do a job. They should do. I think he did the same course of action that Hendo did. Hendo got a contract that he didn't. That's well, outside looking in from looking at what's been reported. 
what's being right. rumoured. So I don't know. I haven't got the inside track. But so you, it you, looks to me, you, I don't you, think he's injured. I don't think he's injured. For that all one. right. So you think he's going to go to you're going to he's going to go to Guinea and you think he's going to play? I, personally, that's what I think will happen. And if that happens, then it'll be very interesting press conference clock. Okay, Rosie, what do you think about Cater? Oh, with with Guinea, that I I can't even comprehend how a player could be how we could have such issues in midfield and have a player there um, who might play for his national team. Um, and I get all the points about um, how he's been treated, but I still think he, that everybody, including the manager and him need to get in a room and sort it out just even if it's just till touch January and use the skills that he's got um and I, I just incomprehensible to me that is someone that either one refuses to play or one a manager refuses to play yeah I was gonna say if there's anything to come out of this break and that's your last item but I'm sorry but I would say this allows us to have that that conversation yeah that's the, okay. for me. That is the one be big positive we could get out of this break. Be professional, Rosie. Yeah. Sit down, yeah. But I think both sides are. Mm. I'm not. I don't think the club's yeah. done it well. I, I don't think either side has done well here. But this period of break in the league for me allows time. If you want to, to be professional, sit down and go. Look, he's too good a player to sit out. We've got a problem. Let's get him involved. If they don't, then fair enough. That's that's the back that both of them have chosen to do. But okay. Um, just on our tour, I mean, I don't know if it was just me, but I didn't think he looked anywhere near ready. No. Again, you've got this break to kind of try and get him ready. He, he, the past match shows he played very deep. He played deeper than Fab for the last period of time he's on. So, um, yeah. He, yeah, he didn't think he looked ready. But, you know. In his defence, how do you come on to it? How do you come on in a game you've been absolutely... No, I'm just saying, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying he didn't look ready. In what way? I just thought he looked off the pace completely, even by the rest of the team standards. I don't I don't see, I don't understand how that can happen. He's played literally on that pitch against that team before and done all right. I'm just saying, I just didn't I, you know maybe yeah, maybe I should just stick to the stats instead of the eye test, but I just didn't think he looked very good in the when in the when he was on the pitch. The, he didn't he look has, ready to me. He had half a Milner's touches in the same in less time, right? He had yeah. six final third so you, touches. Do you, do you guys think he's an option then? And we're talking yeah. about options to fix. Yeah, I do. Think. I, I think he, he has to be. And if there's a club you're playing someone that's not an option, then you've failed again. No, but, but what I'm saying is, is that do you think he's going to be potentially ready to to start the next game against Ajax? Well, Ajax. I, I don't. I don't understand mm. what he's not ready about. Like I. Okay, that's fine. Just just say, if you. all I want you to say is, yeah, I think he's ready. No, 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 I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you here. That's not my point. My point is, if the the alternative to selecting him is the things we've been watching, we already know this is not working. That's true. Yeah. So what are we fearful of? Yeah, Yeah. I I genuinely, I'm... I play both of them. The two that came on, Thiago and, and Arthur, play them in there with Fab and go for it. But you were the first one who pointed out that Klopp always picks the oldest player available. He always picks the most always. experienced player. Yep. Yeah, but he needs to stop doing that. <laughs> Shit, genuinely, that that- he needs to stop doing that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's cost him how many points? Yeah. The f- lost the first Champions League game for our no, But it's now. not just, yeah, but every time there is a choice between yeah, youth and experience, he's he with experience. Yeah. yeah. But that is Klopp's, that is Klopp's um, that is Klopp. default. That is yeah. his default. Yeah. yeah. Apart from Harvey and Goetze and Trent. 
Yeah, but who's Harvey been chosen over though? Nabby. But I, I, I'm I'm saying that I'm saying that Kato is injured. I'm saying he's got a hamstring injury. Fair enough. I, we'll, soon see. we'll soon see what we do. Yeah, I, I think he's actually injured. So. But, you know, some, some, anyway. um, okay, Rosie, um, we um, talked about um, a lot for this time last year about the horrendous run of form. Every week we're talking about the press wasn't working, the, press, the chain was broken, we were so vulnerable. Um, that run kind of mainly covered Brentford, Porto away, even though we won, Man City home even though we drew there was an easy game against Watford um very traumatic uh, away game at Atletico Madrid where Naby Keita again got slaughtered um for, <laughs> despite being the best midfielder of the three um and then we had um Man United away which was fun and Brighton at home which wasn't which was another tricky one and then the West Ham defeat which wasn't that much to do with the pressing um but Rosie point is then we had an international break two yeah. weeks and we'd largely addressed all the issues after that international break Yes, um, I think the issues this season are a bit more injury-based. Um, or I'm hoping that they are, and that the undercookness of the players that have come in weren't used to what the possible um, approach was going to be, and weren't up to speed on what they would, how they would need to perform. And this break gives us a chance to address those issues. Also, need to address some issues with players in terms of seemingly at times their effort. Um, just be really honest with each other. Just have it out. Talk about it. Work on it. Um, Klopp needs to get more involved on the training pitch. If he's not seeing it change, Pep's telling him, oh, yeah, they're looking good on the training pitch, but then it's not happening in games. Um, just, to, just everyone needs to come together again and show that, there is chance for us to turn it around. I do think it would be huge to get the the players back that Si mentioned. Um, I would give Arthur a run, um, particularly in the Champions League. But yeah, um, it's it's going to be a huge um, eye opener to see how we perform in the games after this break. Fingers yeah. crossed, we get it back. So, um, Sai, last final word to you. Um, it's highly likely that the Chelsea game is going to be postponed, rescheduled. Um, so that means the Ajax game is the only on Tuesday is the only game we have until the first of October. So, how is this? Is this good? Is it bad? What do you think? I think it has to be good. Traditionally, it's been bad. But Klopp can't whinge about game time if he's got all of this planning time. Um, so get on with it and and prove what a goddamn. So what good things could happen with this unexpected period? Then what good things could come of it? Well, you get full time on the pitch to rehearse and practice positioning, shape, and timing. Yeah, I guess we might be able to get some more injured players back as well. Uh, I don't think we plan to get more injured players back in this time, but yeah, and we're not going to get more injured players. But bear in mind, 71 games missed in the, in the first eight games of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you, do you think there's anything that can be done to fix the, um, the intensity issues? Or do you think that's mostly mental? Uh, no. uh, honestly, we, we're all just guessing. I don't think it's physical. Okay. I, I don't think this drop like to this extent can be physical. 
the, the, the lot of it is, is is choice. Choice. It has to be choice. Either the, either player choice or or coach choice. I think there is that there is absolutely a case for um, a physical drop off of yeah five percent from fatigue basis. But this is not five percent. No, no we're, we're looking longer. 50 15 and 20 percent difference yeah yeah okay thank you Bart. thank you Rosie. thank you Sai. um we will be back our assumption is the chelsea game is going to be postponed uh we will be back on friday this coming friday the 16th or the 15th friday the 16th to do the ix pod uh if the chelsea game is back on it we will be recording next monday the 19th but until then up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.